Hey there, it's Dusty Thunder with another AITA story for you. This one is, am I the astronaut for making my son clean up after his sister in the bathroom? I'm 40s female and have two children, Dax, male 12, and Mia, female 14. Not real names for privacy. My kids don't get along super well. Dax thinks pranks are really funny. I guess like every 12-year-old boy does. And he annoys Mia with them a lot. It's something my husband and I have been working on as it's the source of many fights between them. Dax gets a lot of prank ideas from YouTube and TikTok and will often recreate what he sees. Most of them are harmless, something like a fake spider in her food, etc. But this time, I think he went too far. Dax thought it would be funny to put saran wrap over the toilet before my daughter went to the bathroom. He says he got the idea from online, question mark. I don't know if this is a thing, but it's a terrible prank. Basically, he put plastic wrap under the toilet seat so if somebody sits on it, well, pretty much it makes a mess instead of going in the bowl. Yeah, I know. Ooh. So, he does this right before Mia goes to the bathroom to pee. At least it was just a pee. When she gets there, she sits on the seat like normal, pees, and since there's plastic wrap over the hole, her pee collects in it and gets everywhere, all around, on the ground, on the toilet, and on her. She comes to me crying. She's embarrassed because she's a teenage girl, and this is disgusting. I told Mia to shower and not worry about the mess. Here's where I might be the asshole. I go to my son and yell at him for what he did. I tell him that's not an appropriate prank, and he's old enough to know that that's not okay. And then I made him clean it up. He started crying, saying it's unfair to make him clean his sister's pee. It's gross, and I'm going to be sick, he says. It's from her body, so she should clean it. But it was all his fault and literally his mess to deal with. I don't know why I should humiliate my daughter any further or why I should have to clean it. And the biggest thing, he needs to learn. I told him the mess is his fault and he should think about the repercussions of his action next time because this is what his prank caused. And then I stood in the doorway and watched as I made him clean all of the urine off of the floor and toilet. I think it was an appropriate punishment considering it's really just the natural consequence of what he did and it doubles as a general lesson in how to clean a toilet, which he has to learn at some point anyway. Well, my husband disagrees. This all happened while he was at work. After he got home, Dax complained to him. He told me I was overly harsh on our son and put him in danger by exposing him to germs. But I gave him the same gloves I use when I wash the toilet and it's not like he was unsupervised. But my husband is mad at me and told me I went too far and that's bad parenting. Of course, my son is mad at me too, but my daughter is on my side. Am I the asshole? Am I a bad mom? Boy, just needs to be thankful it was a number one, okay? That's it. And that there was no blood involved. So this is a perfect case of the punishment fitting the crime. It was the direct consequence of what his prank did. Maybe the videos he watched didn't cover the consequences portion of the pranks, but they exist. It is a direct result of putting saran wrap over the toilet. What did you think was going to happen and who did you think was going to clean it up? I don't understand what the son was thinking here. And granted, he's 12. 12 is old enough to know better. 12 is old enough to know that you're going to have consequences for the actions that you take. 12 is old enough. And guess what? If this kid was eight and pulled this prank, he'd be cleaning up the pee too because it's the right thing to do. Of course, the kid's upset about it. Dad is the one that's confusing here. Why? 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 We don't have any mention of blended family in here, so it's not like a step-sibling versus step-sibling thing. It's literally just son and daughter. Dad trying to protect his son here and not have him feel the consequences of his direct actions concerns me. Dad needs to explain his feelings here and saying Opie was overly harsh on the son and put him in danger by exposing him to germs and gonna cut it. That's not gonna cut it, dude. That's not a reason. That's a bullshit excuse. Either come up with something better or take those words back and just swallow them deep down because they make you look like an asshole, sir. Tell you what, put it, put it this way to the dad. Let's say one of the pranks that the son did was taking duct tape and putting it over the dog's butt. So when the dog pooped, it all just like made a huge mess. Who should clean that up? Would that make a difference? Let's say the son did something to the dad's truck as a prank and it made a mess. Who should clean that up? What's the difference between this and that? There is no difference at all. It's a great lesson to teach the kid and mom's right. He's going to have to learn how to clean the toilet eventually. Might as well be now. Well, he's already in there cleaning. N-T-A, boss mama. N-T-A. I would have a chat with the husband, though, and be like, look, in these other examples of similar situations where pranks have caused messes, he would naturally think that his son should clean up the mess. So why is this different? Because it was human waste from someone else? What about the dog? Would that make a difference? You see where I'm going with it. His argument falls apart once you start applying it to different scenarios. Better yet, reverse the roles. 
for him and ask him if the daughter had performed this prank and the son had peed everywhere or shat everywhere, who should clean that up? That would probably be pretty telling. The boy who put plastic wrap on the toilet exposed to germs? Yes, big concern here. All of a sudden, right, it's okay for mom to be exposed to the germs though. Hey there, it's Dusty Thunder again with another AITA story for you, but this one is actually AITB. Am I the butthole? For refusing to take over my wife's household chores. I-34 male recently had a heated argument with my pregnant wife, 30 female, and I'm wondering if I'm the asshole here. After a year of trying, my wife is currently seven months pregnant with our first child but it hasn't been smooth sailing. She's been dealing with morning sickness, fatigue, and other pregnancy-related challenges. I've been supportive, buying her cravings, and attending all OBGYN appointments. Time out. That's how he's been supportive. Game on. However, things changed when she started expecting me to do more around the house. I want to clarify that I'm not a misogynist. Time out. If you have to say... I'm not a misogynist. I don't know that we trust you saying that you're not a misogynist. Game on. I understand that household chores can be shared, but in our household, it's been an arrangement that she handles most of them. I work a demanding full-time job, and I often come home exhausted. However, my wife believes that since she's pregnant, I should take on the majority of the household chores. She insists she needs more rest and less stress for the sake of the baby. I provide for us financially, and I believe that should be enough. The baby would be more affected by growing up in a poverty-stricken home, right? I think it's fair for her to handle most of the chores since she's not working and she's not physically incapable of doing them. I understand she may need naps or breaks due to the pregnancy discomfort, but not doing any chores at all seems excessive. Time out. It has now progressed from doing the majority of the chores to not doing any chores at all. So him doing 100% of them. Story's changing here, pal. Game on. We had a huge fight the other day when she asked me to do the laundry. I was tired after work and told her it was her responsibility if she wanted it done that night. I explained that I would be willing to help on weekends, but it's not my agreed-upon role. She got upset, accusing me of not caring about her or the baby. I tried to explain, but she wouldn't listen. She claims the baby will suffer if she does housework, which I don't understand. She called me selfish, saying I shirked my responsibilities as a husband and a father. I argued that she was being lazy and expecting too much. That one deserved that. We didn't speak for the rest of the evening. The next day, seeking advice, I talked to friends and family who all sided with me. They said my wife was being unreasonable and taking advantage. They agreed I was already doing enough by providing financially. Feeling validated. Time out. <clears throat> just to clarify, if going and talking to a bunch of people who are just like you, who already side with you and have the same opinions on you on everything, if talking to them is where you get validation, your validation's not worth much, bruh. Game on. I confronted my wife and shared what others had said. Time out. What are you doing? What are you doing? Sorry. Game on. She got angrier, accusing me of twisting the situation to make myself look good. She claimed I was surrounded by biased people who didn't understand her challenges as a woman. I'm frustrated and hurt. I genuinely believe I'm not in the wrong. I work hard to support our family, and we had agreed upon household roles. She never mentioned her pregnancy involving me taking over chores. I fear this will escalate when the baby is born, and I don't have time for that. I think she's being unreasonable and expecting too much. Am I the asshole? He fears it will escalate. Everybody, he said he fears it will escalate. Sir, do you know no one who has children? Have you never known any couple who's had a baby? Do you know nothing about what happens? Kind of see him in that way. He's got his own little bubble. His bubbles work. He's like, that's all I can handle. Do not give me anything else. And the world's like, here's a baby. And he's like, no, no, this is it. This is my bubble right here. This is my bubble. And the world's like, no, dude, you have a baby. And he's like, no, this is, this is it. And his wife's like, hey, I need help. And he's like, no, no. No, la 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 my bubble my bubble i live here and the world is like here's a baby things change when you have children they just do they get way more complicated and the need for the team approach is greater than ever it no longer shouldn't have ever been a tit for tat keeping score chore chart kind of family for spouses here but it was okay now it can't be it can't be. And as a father, if you are the sole financial provider, guess what? Now you're more 
two, man. Everybody's job description just changed. Not just yours. Everybody's. Your wife's changed big time. Big time. Unless you want to plan on carrying this child, you better start doing some chores and helping out around the house in ways that you never thought you would have to before because guess what you're right this will escalate and you're going to be doing more of them and the sooner you can get over yourself and get your ass in gear and start working the sooner that you guys can start attacking this as a team instead of just butting heads and thinking about only yourself and your little bubble that you're trying to protect and the sooner that you can actually start enjoying this process of having a child child. You got to get out of the way, man. You got to get the ego out of the way. You have to, because the world said, here's a baby. And you guys have been trying for a long time. So this is not something that just dropped into your lap accidentally. This is something that you were trying for. Rent came due, bro. Time to get to work. Uh, Candy Thunder left some of the top comments for us here. Here's one. Johnny here thought he'd have a baby and his life would stay exactly the same. It's his wife's job to do the extra work. Yeah, yeah, that's... We had agreed upon job descriptions. When were these agreed upon, by the way? When, bro? Like, when did you create a chore chart with your wife? It may work for some people, sure, but not now like a pregnancy rewrites that whole book man you don't get to carry anything forward everything changes everything literally everything the shoes that you plan on wearing through your house will change you will find shoes that are quieter everything will change you'll start watching shows with captions on and the volume really low things that you never thought would change are about to change comment number two where did this incredibly busy man find the time it's almost as if throwing in a load of laundry would have taken one tenth of the time he spent bitching and moaning and think about this not only did he do that with her then he wrote a freaking post about it could have done two loads of laundry in that amount of time third you're the asshole she never mentioned her pregnancy involving me taking over chores i fear this will escalate when the baby is born and i don't have time for that <laughs> it's just quoting him it's saying you're the asshole and finally four it's not on her to mention something as basic as that you might have to help your highly pregnant wife with things if you don't have time for that i don't think you understand what it means to have a child it's not just an additional chore to add to your wife's day this guy i mean you guys know how i feel by this point but this is an absolute ask on one human being and he's gonna have to turn this shit around and quick because this outlook that he has is entirely self-absorbed and that has to change when you have a kid you still need to care about yourself obviously but you can't come first to you anymore you can't you have to start putting your child first your family first for every decision that you make every single one and if you can't say that you're putting your family first you're doing something wrong now his defense here about financially providing and yes it would be inconvenient if your kid didn't have your income and ended up homeless living on the street that's also an extreme example here the point is that's not enough you can't just be a financial provider even if you were making bazillions of dollars at work and paying for nannies and maids to do all the shit at home that you didn't want to do if you're not actively involved in your kid's life you are failing haven't you seen Shit's creek they didn't even know their kids until they were forced into poverty it creates a gap and i understand it's really difficult for people you know who are forced with that situation where their lives or their businesses or whatever it is forces them to enlist the help of nannies and that kind of thing but I guarantee you they still are doing everything they can to make the effort to be involved. You have to be involved. It's the involvement that's the big deal. So you can look at that as a chore or you can look at this as stepping up. And the fact that you look at it as a chore is the problem. That is the thing that needs to change. You're an ASCON one, dude. Turn it around quick. Or this is all going to be very difficult for you. And here's the other deal. He can check out of his job. He clocks out or goes home. You know what I mean? That's when his job ends. Hers is 24-7. If he wants to strap on the baby, take over once he walks in the door. Once they have a kid, guess what? When he gets home from work, he's going to have shit to do.
Hey there, it's Dusty Thunder with another AITA story for you. This one is, am I the astronaut for canceling vacation? I, 32 female, and my husband, 40 male, have planned our first family vacation to a local water park in Florida where we live. My husband has a daughter from a previous marriage, and she is 11 female, and I have a daughter with him who is now 5. I have had a rocky relationship with his daughter as her mom told her her dad cheated on her with me, which is not the case. Nobody cheated on anybody. They were just better off apart. Still to this day, nobody knows why she has told her daughter that. But she has, and we've been trying for years to tell her the truth, but her mom is not budging. Fine, whatever. We planned our first family vacation for the four of us to go and stay in a hotel for the weekend and enjoy the water park, which is on site at the hotel. Last week, his daughter texted me a number of texts telling me I am so horrible and mean and have ruined her life and she hopes I die in a car accident and how she will never be nice to our daughter because she hates me and her dad. So you don't want to go on vacation? getting mixed signals here. Game on. Again, I've had it rough with his daughter, but she's 11, so I'll chalk it up to her being a young kid, pretty much, and I've let go of a lot of horrible, berating things she said to me. We went no contact for seven weeks, and it was honestly so nice not having to walk on eggshells around her. She has finally started to come back around, and it's the same as before. In her latest text, she has been unbelievably horrible and mean, and told me word for word, if you want to play the cute games, well then we can play it like that, because you know who is better at them. Kissy face, kissy face. Because I told her I am done with her walking all over me and I will not be playing games. I have since blocked her. That was last Friday. Our vacation is booked for this weekend, Friday through Sunday. This morning, my husband called and told me his daughter is begging to go on vacation and I should just be mature and move on. I refused and said if you want her to go, then the two of you should just go and I will take our daughter on a different vacation. He is now ignoring me and calling me immature, telling me I'm letting a child ruin our vacation. I refuse to be trapped in a hotel room with her while she screams at me about how horrible I am and is mean to our daughter. Absolutely not. So I canceled the vacation and got a refund. I told my mom and she has told me she is only 11 and I should act like a grown-up. I'm now confused and hurt. Am I really the asshole to cancel the vacation? I mean, the kid told me she hoped I would die and messaged the family iPad we have that her daughter and my daughter FaceTime on and told her she would never be nice to her again because she hates me. Sorry, this is long and full of rambling, but am I the asshole? Why is dad protecting his daughter's horrible behavior here and not protecting his wife? Even if you set this at an even playing field where you have as much loyalty to your child as your wife, just set that as scales of justice, even playing field. What's the right thing to do? I would think it would be to offer them the same level of protection, right? A balance. And in that case, I think you still have to look at this as your daughter is saying some really terrible shit right now. Really terrible shit. Unfounded, really terrible shit. And what are you doing to stop it? I mean, going no contact is one thing, but she's your kid. I think you have a responsibility to teach her. And one of the things that she needs to learn is that there are consequences for saying terrible things and treating people terribly. One of the consequences to treating people like shit is that those people will actively choose to not be around you and not spend time with you and not go above and beyond for you and not trust you and not build a relationship with you and not let you close because you've already demonstrated that you're going to hurt them. She is 11. I understand that. She is being manipulated by her bio mom. I understand that. It does not change the fact that she is swinging the axe to this mended fence. Did I just use Taylor Swift line? I think I did. Crap. Take an axe to a mended fence. I was close. I was close. Candy Thunder, Tony Spark might be proud of me. So there's a teaching moment here where you also prove to your wife that you have her back too. I think what we see here is an extreme case of parental guilt. That is creating a blind spot where dad doesn't want to see something that is a problem that he would have to fix. And his guilt makes him just want to give in and be like, I'm going to feel bad if we don't let her go on vacation because of my parental guilt. So I'm choosing to prioritize that over what I feel like is really the right thing to do, which is to teach her that there are consequences to shitty actions and that you can't treat people like garbage and expect them to bend over backwards for you because that's not how life works. That's that's what would be good to teach right Right now, how life works. 11 in the blink of an eye becomes 18 and the blink of an eye becomes an adult who is facing the real world where this kind of shit doesn't fly. And you can either let your kids learn the hard way by pretending like the real world doesn't exist out there or you can prepare them for it. And homeboy here isn't thinking about any of that because that would be the right thing to do. He 
he's thinking about what level of guilt will I feel if I don't say that she can go. The biggest problem that I see with this is that this wasn't a team decision. His wife had to take matters into her own hands to protect herself, to protect her child to protect the quality of the time that everyone was going to have because we know she was going to come shit on that whole vacation. The things that she has said to her mean that vacation is going to be a really good positive time. It's going to be one big kumbaya happy family vacation, like a national lampoon level of just hallelujah, holy shit. Not an asshole at all here. You're going to have to figure out a way to do this as a team, though, and to start making decisions as a team and somehow illustrate to him that he's letting his guilt take the wheel here. And that is not the right thing to do for his daughter. I understand she's being manipulated, but she's going to be manipulated her entire freaking life. You might as well try to set her straight now. The little bits that you guys have been doing over a couple of years apparently have not worked. Have not worked. Pain creates change. You're going to have to take more drastic action. Would being left behind from vacation be enough pain to change? Maybe. Maybe. NTA. We'll make it official for mom here. NTA. This is a really tough situation you have on your hands. There's no easy solution to it. And I feel for you because this is not going to be the last of these situations that you run into. This is going to be difficult. It's going to be not easy to fix. Somehow, though, you're going to have to either get dad to see what the right thing to do for his daughter actually is and for his family. He thinks he's doing the right thing for her and in the process, just screwing you over completely. But in reality, is doing the exact opposite of the right thing to do for her and screwing everybody. If you could help him see that somehow, that would be ideal because he needs to start changing his worldview for this whole family and what the right thing to do for her is in every situation. The sooner you can get him doing that, the sooner you guys can be headed in a unified direction. The other play is kind of doing what you did. If it takes too much time for him to be able to see that, you're going to have to kind of long play it and do this kind of thing where you protect the family against those terrible things and you take a firm planted stance about this is what needs to happen because this is the right thing to do. And if you can't see it, you won't do it. I will. Step up, dad. Somebody's got to. And if you're going to let it be your wife, you're creating division. You're allowing division to exist. Do we want to talk about where dad is here? Where do we believe dad is? So as a reminder on the ASCON scale, ASCON 4 is the least severe asshole. ASCON 1 is the most severe asshole. 4 is you could have done this differently. 3 is you should have done it differently. 2 is you definitely should not have done that. And 1 is you're a terrible human being. Now, I don't doubt that dad thinks he's doing the right thing. Everybody believes they're the good guy. Everybody. But his parental guilt is allowing him to be blinded by everything. Definitely should have done it differently. Definitely shouldn't have done what he did. I don't think he's a terrible human. He's doing extremely stupid things and making the wrong choice. But I think he's making the wrong choice, not from a place of laziness. If it is laziness, then he might be a one. I don't know. Being a parent is tough, guys. I'm not going to throw him into one because I don't believe that this is malicious. I don't believe that this is evil. I think it's either his guilt is allowing him to be blind or he's just taking the easy route, neither of which make him evil. He just definitely shouldn't do it that way. Let's go ahead and make it official here with an ASCON 2 rating for dad. And again, the, the cool thing about ASCON ratings is that they aren't permanent labels. It's not a permanent rating. This is a situational rating. So if how he approaches every situation is ASCON 2-ish, which by the way, Candy Thunder says I am ASCON 3 all the time, and she's 100% right. I'm at least, that's my floor. I never go below ASCON 3. If that's how he's approaching things all the time, then he definitely needs to change his approach. You can start becoming better. You can work yourself off of the ASCON scale. Make better choices. I mean, I don't plan on doing it. I'm pretty comfy at a 3, but he should. Hey there, it's Dusty Thunder again with another AITA story for you. This one is, am I the astronaut for pulling out of planning my sister's wedding, causing her to lose the venue? As a wedding planner who has been in the industry for many years now, my 31 male party trick amongst close friends and family is being able to guess how long my client's marriages will last with pretty alarming accuracy. Wait a second. This is a wedding planner whose party trick is to put a death sentence on your marriage? Seems counterintuitive, doesn't it? Or maybe... 
This is how he gets repeat business. If you ask anyone in the industry, there are specific indicators while working with a couple that allow us to be able to gauge compatibility. I can usually get down to around a six-month window when predicting when photos of each other will disappear from socials. This is not me taking joy in crashing and burning relationships. Working in this career field can actually leave you feeling jaded about relationships in general, which is why I'm reluctant to work for friends and family. The specific stress wedding planning puts on some people slash couples can bring out the worst in them that you don't see in everyday life. My sister is getting married early next year and practically begged me to plan for her despite my stance on clients I know personally. I finally gave in and we began the process back in March. Last week, while we were meeting and finalizing a few things, she asked me about the party trick I mentioned. She said since I had been working with her and her fiancé for months now, I could give my prediction as to how long they were going to last. I laughed and tried to move on. I thought she was joking, but she continued to press the issue. After her continually bothering me about this for the last 15 minutes, when I'm trying to move on, I do have work outside of my specific appointment with her that I needed to get to, I finally told her I thought they would last forever. She claimed she didn't believe me and wanted my real number, so I shrugged and told her the truth. A year and a half. She was livid. I felt incredibly uncomfortable for the whole ordeal, especially with how little she respected my boundaries in what is supposed to be a professional setting and just tried to usher her out of my office. Instead, she began ranting about my own marriage and said she gives us until the end of the year before we break up and accused me of being a homewrecker. She finally left and I emailed her saying I would no longer be involved in planning. I gave her the contact information of all the vendors we were working with, but I told her the venue would no longer be available as the only book to people they have an existing relationship with and my involvement was necessary. I have had to break up with clients before, but this felt particularly rough. She has told our parents that I am purposely sabotaging her wedding and that I was unforgivably rude to her when she just asked a playful question. I feel very silly for letting a person disrespect my boundaries over and over again, something I typically wouldn't tolerate, but now I'm wondering if I'm in the wrong. Am I the asshole? Only ask the questions you really want the answers to. If it were any other person, probably wouldn't have let them cross the boundary or finally spilled the party trick. Number one, letting anybody know about the party trick, period, when you're in this line of work is probably a bad idea. Keep that on the down low. I understand this is your sister. That's probably how she knew about the party trick. But you can have a specific rule and probably already do that you don't get into that. You don't get into offering opinions on their relationship or advice on the relationship. The relationship you stay out of your job is to plan and the parameters of your contract, which you should have had with your sister, should have stayed at that. You will deal with X, Y, and Z. Everything else is not part of this relationship, arrangement, whatever you want to call it. The big mistake here was going against your policy in the first place here, OP, and working with someone you have an existing relationship with. Should have stuck to your guns on that. You have that rule for a reason. This is the reason. So obviously there's a lot of regret on OP's part for being stupid and letting that happen. We understand that. But the specific question is, am I the astronaut for pulling out of planning my sister's wedding, causing her to lose her venue? And no, I'm going NTA here because she, even though, even though going against your policy in the first place was a stupid move, OP said, yeah, that's, that's funny. And then moved on, tried to move on, tried to move on, gave her the answer forever. And then bride to be says, I don't believe you. That response warrants this because what bride to be doesn't believe that they're going to be with their soon to be husband forever. Why are you getting married if you don't believe that you're going to be together forever? That statement is a huge red flag for me. And if anything in OP's situation where she said she didn't believe you saying that, I'd be like, that sounds like a you problem. Left it at that. But I understand siblings know how to push buttons better than anyone because we've spent a lifetime developing the ability to push our siblings buttons, right? We know right where they are and we know how to get to them quick. Sis did it and got through and forced a react. But come what may, she forced reaction. She asked the question that she really didn't want to know the answer to. And to lash out like she did, attacking OP's marriage, starting taking personal digs whenever she asked the freaking question in the first place. It's obviously just a, a very childish response to a question that she herself asked. And that's why I'm at NTA, because even though letting this situation happen in the first place was stupid, I don't think you're an asshole for it. I think you learned a valuable lesson and you reaffirmed why you had that policy in the first place, but you still tried. She forced you into this.
Hey there, it's Dusty Thunder again with another AITA story for you. This one is Am I the Askinaut for Banning My Mother-in-Law from the House? It's mother-in-law drama, y'all. I am L39, lost my late wife six years ago. I have a 16-year-old son, Daniel, and I recently got engaged to my fiance of two years. Her mom and I aren't on good terms because of how she behaves. She's very controlling and seems self-centered. I learned to ignore her crap, but she's been annoying Daniel and criticizing his personality regularly. He's a private kid and still hasn't gotten used to the new family dynamic, but he's in therapy and is doing okay. She keeps diagnosing him left and right, calling him antisocial, autistic, and other crap. They shy, well mannered kid, but people confuse that with being antisocial. Mother-in-law tried several times to force Daniel to open up by embarrassing him with personal questions on family dinners and testing his personality type. I've realized the effect her behavior had on Daniel, so I gave him the choice to no longer be in the same room or house as mother-in-law, and he appreciated this a lot. Mother-in-law didn't like that Daniel kept his distance and no longer visits, and kept bitching about how spoiled he will become for her daughter to deal with. I told her to stop bringing it up, but she cried, I'm just doing this for Danny. Last week, she visited unexpectedly, wanting to say hi to Daniel. After Daniel greeted her, he went into the bathroom, and she went into the living room with my fiancé. I was in my bedroom when Daniel came and said his journal was gone. Oh, no freaking way. We looked for it, but didn't find it. I asked my fiancé, who was alone in the kitchen, but didn't see it. I paused for a second to ask where mother-in-law was. My fiancé said, in the living room, but I saw her coming down the stairs. I asked where she was. She said, the bathroom. I saw her purse in hand, so I bluntly asked if she took Daniel's journal. She looked offended and called for my fiancé when I insisted to see inside her purse. She wanted to leave, but I didn't let her. Fiancé told me to stop it, but I insisted, and the journal was there. Dun-dun-dun! And we would have gotten away with it, too, if it weren't for you, Patsy Kid. Mother-in-law tried to explain this was her only chance to get to know Daniel better because she cares about him. I blew up at her and berated her for stealing from my son and told her she's banned from my house for the stunt she pulled. She argued with me, then left. My fiancé apologized for her but said banning her from the house was over the top. Bro. It backlashed and father-in-law said he hoped his daughter realizes how effing abusive I am and calls off the wedding for refusing to apologize to mother-in-law. Fiance said her family won't come to the wedding till I reconcile with her mom and cancel the ban, but I won't let my son be disrespected in his own house and ask my fiance to understand. I'm refusing to reconcile, but I'm aware this could ruin my relationship with all my in-laws, not just mother-in-law, and my fiance thinks I'm selfish to cause drama. Oh boy. Okay, before we dive into any specific feedback about this story, can we just stop trying to assign medical conditions to personality traits? Can we stop? Someone being introverted does not mean they're antisocial. Someone being antisocial does not mean necessarily that they're autistic. You cannot create this ad hoc fallacy where you say, if this, then that. It does not work like that. Personality traits do not have to come from some condition. Someone can be a very cerebral artist type and wants to observe and absorb the surroundings instead of being directly engaged. There are all kinds of different personality types. It does not mean that there's a medical thing at play here. These are personality traits. And mother-in-law here stole a kid's journal. Knew it was wrong because she hid it from you guys. She hid it in her purse and was trying to just walk out so she could read it. I seriously doubt mother-in-law's end goal here was to get to know him better. She was looking for some kind of ammo for shit that he said about her or looking for the reason that he doesn't come around anymore. Whatever it was, she wants to find out what the real tea is so she can use it to her advantage. This is not her being a good human. Not at all. One of my biggest concerns here is that, of course, father-in-law sided with his wife. Of course. He has to deal with her on a daily basis. I don't trust that opinion at all. But OP's fiance thinking OP is selfish to cause drama is a huge red flag to me. Fiance doesn't have any children, right? So OP here has a 16-year-old son, Daniel. It's the only child in play here. He's a teenager. Pretty sure all teenagers are weird. Even if they're extroverted, freaking Stuco president, whatever. The things that kids are into now are weird. And you could look at the most outgoing 16-year-old now and be like, wow, yeah, kids are weird. This kid's weird. Like, it's just, they're just different. They're into different things now. So mother-in-law would have looked at this kid no matter what personality traits he had and been like, yeah, it's it's tough to connect with a 16-year-old. Or in her case, something must be wrong with him. If he doesn't want to be around me. He must have something medically wrong. 
That's our viewpoint here. Number one, if he is on the spectrum, who cares? What is that going to change about their relationship? Is it just going to be an excuse that she can use and then she'll start spouting that off to embarrass him in front of people? I don't understand the point of what she's trying to do. A personality trait is a personality trait no matter what exists underneath it. If you're still going to try to connect with someone, you try to connect with their personality, not with their label right? Does the label make you approach things differently? I mean, unless you're doing it in like a a medical or some kind of therapeutic way. This was all selfish motive by mother-in-law here. There was nothing pure about it. Taking a journal from a kid. There's over the top and there's crazy over the top. Father-in-law saying that OP is effing abusive here is laughable. Fiance thinking that you're being selfish to cause drama is a major red flag to me about how she is going to protect your child as well. You're getting married. Even though your kid is 16 years old, he's still your kid. Going to become a stepkid to your fiance here. I would expect her to at least consider all sides and to not just say, I think you're being selfish and causing drama. Red flag, bro. And at the end of the day, you have to look at the future of this and say, what does the future of this look like? What do family events look like? Is mother-in-law ever going to drop this? Am I ever going to be able to allow her in this home? Can't trust her. She tried to steal my kid's journal and not tell me about it. How are you supposed to trust someone like that? And does that negate my entire relationship with my fiance now? It's possible. This is rough. So the initial question was, am I the asshole for banning mother-in-law from the house? No, not at all. Not at all. Not just for the protection of your kid, which is enough, but it's really shady shit. Someone stole something from your house. You ban them from your house and don't trust them, of course. Doesn't matter what they stole. Mother-in-law. Gotta watch that one. She's a snake. You're dealing with a 16-year-old whose mom passed six years ago. It's been six years, but this kid was 10. Hasn't had an easy upbringing. He's having to navigate this as a teenager, which is already an awkward time, and now you're going through that with the loss of your mom. There's no understanding here. I would expect fiancé to be like, hey, crazy mom, that was a really effed up thing to do. Not the case. Hey there, it's Dusty Thunder with another Reddit story for you. This one is actually a relationship advice story. And the title is, My stepsister is telling my whole family my boyfriend got her pregnant to make herself feel better. So I met my 25 female boyfriend, Tim, 26 male, three and a half years ago. We hit it off. He was great and sweet and we got along perfectly until I introduced him to my family. My mother remarried a few months earlier. I like my stepdad and we get along fine. My stepsister, Sarah, who is 26 female and we are friendly but not besties by any means. She's kind of an intense party girl and being in our 20s, we only saw each other at family events. So I introduced Tim to my family, at which point we learned that Sarah used to date Tim when they were 20. Oh dear. It was only a few months and Tim said they broke up because she made out with another guy at a nightclub while drunk. Sarah got upset and started saying I had to break up with him because it was weird. She called Tim her sloppy seconds and tried to get our parents to force us to break up. I said no. It had been years since they'd been together and I didn't even know Sarah when she was dating Tim. I got pretty upset because my family jumped on the bandwagon of saying that we should break up. For the past few years at any family gathering, Sarah would mention how they used to date and act like I stole her boyfriend and has been selling that narrative to my family and friends. It became obvious that she was jealous, but I liked Tim, so we just ignored it and kept dating. So now a few years later, Tim and I live together and we've been talking about marriage and stuff and I recently had a conversation with my mom about how I thought Tim was going to propose because he's not exactly subtle and we've talked about this for a while. At which point, Sarah, who just moved back in with our parents, walked in. She started asking a bunch of invasive questions about her relationship and being weird. Sarah is four months pregnant. The father, she said, was some deadbeat guy she'd hooked up with who wants nothing to do with her, but she wants to keep the baby. I'd been making an effort taking her to appointments and offering to help babysit and trying to be excited for her until a week ago when my stepdad sent me a long text saying how I can't marry Tim because he is the real father of Sarah's baby. I was immediately very upset and confronted Tim, who was completely shocked and said Sarah was lying. He said there's no way and he didn't cheat on me and he would gladly have a paternity test to prove it. Unsure, I asked Sarah for more details about when they slept together, which she says happened a few times. She was shaky and went back and forth on details. The dates and times don't match up with what I can remember of what Tim and I have been doing. So... She also said she came to our house to see him, but since COVID, I've been working from home, so I can't imagine that they managed that. 
I'm pretty sure now that she's lying to get us to break up because she's still jealous. But now my family are involved and have been sending me hateful messages saying I need to break up with Tim and let him be with Sarah. She's telling everyone he's in love with her and I'm keeping him from her. She has no proof and he strictly denied everything. I texted her asking for proof of any of this happening and she sent me some fake photoshopped screenshots that I can tell are all fake where she put Tim's name over a friend's number and pretended he was messaging her. I checked and the friend all but admitted it to me and tried to laugh it off. She badly photoshopped the timestamps. I actually don't know what to do now. I believe Tim and we are still together, but this has kind of thrown a wedge into everything. Sarah has poisoned my relationship with our parents and my family. I feel sick to my stomach and Sarah is now saying she won't give me a paternity test. Can't imagine why. For now, I've cut everyone off except Tim, but I don't know what to do now update we have an update i had kind of forgotten about this post because life has been so hectic but the baby was born yesterday and reminded me of this a few people have been asking for updates so i spoke to my parents and tim offered to do a paternity test we gave them an ultimatum to believe me or i would go no contact initially my parents backed sarah mostly because she was pregnant and had nobody else the deadbeat who knocked up sarah reached out to me privately because he had been sure that he fathered sarah's baby as they'd been hooking up at the time and he wasn't sure what was going on sarah told him she was having the pregnancy terminated apparently deadbeat reached out to my parents and said he wanted to fully support the child and sarah turns out he's a plumber with very good income and wants to be a dad to his kid, but he doesn't want to be with Sarah at all. Sarah still won't admit to lying about the affair, but after realizing people weren't falling for it, she switched to faking a mental illness to cover for her deception. I do believe she is mentally unwell, just not in the way she tells it. I have also figured out what a master manipulator she is. She fed my parents tidbits and small lies to make her giant lies seem more credible. Tried to slowly turn them against me so they easily believed Tim was in love with Sarah. Things are still strained with my family, but I feel like I'm making more progress and Sarah has moved on to getting attention for being pregnant slash sick so she's not obsessing over Tim anymore. Though I refuse to be around her. Baby was born today. I pray for that little guy. It's going to be a long and difficult life with that mother. My cousin went to visit and sent me a photo of the birth certificate. Father is listed as plumber guy. And finally, Tim did propose, but we're planning on a long engagement. Sarah is not invited to the wedding. Woo-wee! That, uh, that was a, uh, that was a roller coaster ride that, that, that was, uh, that was like, if you lived in Jerry Springer's family, what, like, family dynamics going on all the time would be like, except, like, if, if the guests on Jerry Springer's show were his family members. Like, if you were going to script a show and Jerry Springer was the dad and all the other members were were people who had been on the show, well, except for OP and Tim, who were just like, what the f***? We don't know what's happening. What is ha- happening? Dude, okay, if if Candy Thunder and I, you know, in our dating phase, like somebody in her family just randomly was like, "Oh, he's he's the uh, he's the father of my baby." <laughs> uh, I'd be like, "So is the whole family just like drinking Drano or is it just this one person?" Because if it's like more than one person, I need to know now to mentally prepare myself. But if I mean it was just this one person and I understand the parents wanting to be like, we don't know what the hell it's like. It's what do you want us to do with this crazy shit? Like the things she's spouting off are, are absolutely insane. And we understand that. But but like there's enough credibility to it for us to be like, what? And and if there is any credibility to it whatsoever for us to just be like, yeah, you should probably leave him because there's some crazy shit going on here. And we don't know if it's true or not, but it doesn't really matter. Which sucks for being this stable, sane sister here who isn't trying to overturn everyone's life and, and just throw toxic drama around like it's poo. It's like being the only sober person at a very drunk party. That's that's what that must feel like. Just having that kind of crazy shit happening around you and being like, I don't know. I don't know. Somebody's been doing too many bath salts. You know what I mean? And again, this was a relationship advice thing. The The title was my sister. My stepsister is telling my whole family. My boyfriend got her pregnant to make herself feel better. Dude, if you had a family member, even. OK, this was a family member because of a blended family that like you had no choice but to at least acknowledge their existence. And the words that they say are going to the ears of people that you are connected with, that you care about. If they were causing waves like this in your life, would it just it would be the most maddening thing ever. Maddening. Everything kind of throws me back to designated survivor and what he goes through as president and uh it's like the most random obscene shit you have ever heard of this is like the kind of thing that is like the the suburban family version of what he goes through this level of just madness 
Hey there, it's Dusty Thunder again with another AITA story for you. This one is, am I the asshole? Husband accused me of financial infidelity. Husband, 33 male, and I, 33 female, have been married for 10 years, together since college. Since starting out, we have made financial security a priority and have been able to achieve that, albeit with some good luck along the way. We both have good jobs, paying close to 200k each. Student loans were paid off within a few years. Both went to state schools with some scholarships, so don't have a lot of debt to begin with. We live in a house I inherited from my grandmother, no mortgage, and don't have any credit card debt. We max out our 401ks and currently have 18 months of expenses in our emergency fund and are still adding to it. Our cards are both paid off and should be good for another five plus years and we don't have any credit card debt. Just when you're starting to think you're doing a decent job adulting, somebody comes along and just shits on it. Thanks, OP. We manage our finances in a hybrid manner. Joint accounts for bills and saving, separate accounts for our fund money. We each get a pretty generous monthly allotment. The fund money is strictly for our individual expenses, hobbies, clothes, outings with friends, etc. And not for things like date nights, vacations, or larger joint purchases like household appliances and repairs, which come out of our joint account. We also agreed that if either of us gets any bonuses or has any side hustle income, those will go into our individual fund money accounts, unless those funds are needed for a larger expense such as major home repair. In terms of fun money, my husband is much more of a spender than I am due to expensive hobbies, in particular golf and collecting sports memorabilia. And he's also more into designer clothes, which is fine. It's his fun money. On the other hand, my hobbies are a lot less expensive. Running, working out, reading, baking. In general, I'm more introverted and a great time for me is tea with a friend at one of our homes with homemade pastries. I also have been getting back into gaming lately after setting aside for much of the past decade while I build my career. After realizing I had more than enough in my fun money account, I decided to overhaul my gaming setup and got myself a new PC, desk, and gaming chair. Total cost of about 5k. However, upon hearing about the purchase, my husband is furious. He says he had no idea I had saved so much money and that I should have consulted him before before spending 5k. I asked what difference it would have made. It was my own accrued fund money and not our joint funds, and he insisted that my accumulating this amount without telling him was a form of financial infidelity. He says he lost trust in me and doesn't know what else I might be hiding. He is demanding that I return the items I purchased and deposit most of the funds into our joint account. He wants to make a new rule that fund money accounts can't accumulate more than 2k and that any excess goes back into the joint account, a rule that obviously would favor him as a person who spends most of his allotment each month instead of saving up for anything bigger. I feel like I am being punished for being more of a day-to-day saver than spender. It wouldn't occur to me to demand to know how much my husband has in his fund money account or to try to micromanage what he spends it on. I wasn't hiding anything deliberately. He never asked about it until after I made the purchases. Still, maybe I should have been more transparent about my plans. So, am I the asshole? Miscellaneous info. Husband and I each have our own office slash hobby room in the house, so it's not like the gaming setup was going in a space he uses. I don't usually game when my husband is home unless he's already busy doing something else. My biggest block of gaming time is typically when he's off playing golf. Also, I run 40 to 50 miles a week, so it's not like I'm generally sedentary. I can't think of a good reason why he would object to me gaming or having a nice gaming setup in my own space in the house. This is kind of the definition of financial abuse, right? It's, I can do with mine what I want, you cannot. I will control my money, I will control your money. This is financial abuse. There's no other way to look at it. Well, shit, I didn't realize you have that much. If you have that much, part of it has to come back into the the joint bucket because I don't have that much. Well, why don't you have that much? Oh, because, uh, you know, uh, paying $60 uh, three times a week to go play golf, uh, probably, you know, 100 bucks a week in in uh, you know, beer while I'm playing with my buddies or, uh, you know, another... 60 bucks a week and all the balls that I lose because I'm not very good. Uh, my, my club set me back about, you know, okay. Um, yeah, bro, it's because you spent all your money. You can't spend all of your money and, and then get pissed because your, your partner here has not spent theirs and been like, I want yours too. That's not how this works at all. That's, that's, that's not you have to see how much of an asshat you're being whenever you do that. Look at this. Use the freaking pie example. You each got a slice a slice of pie, right? You each have your own slice of pie. You gobbled yours up quickly. Four big bites. Your partner took a little nibble, took a little nibble, 
took a little nibble and then decided she was going to take the three-fourths of it that was there and eat it in one big bite. And you're like, whoa, 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 whoa. If you have that much pie left, I feel like anything above the halfway point needs to come back for us to split equally. That's horseshit, buddy. There's no way to turn this into something that makes sense that doesn't make you look like an asshole and isn't financial abuse. You cannot, you cannot say, uh, I'm going to use all of mine um, and I also get to control yours because obviously she makes better decisions anyway. So if anybody's going to control anything, it probably should be her making the calls here, bro. You're not seeing it that way. That's because you're an asshat. Um, OP, not an asshole here. Not an asshole here at all. Where is husband here? What say you? Let's take a look at the scale. Fourth could have done it differently. Definitely check that box. Three should have done it differently. Definitely check that box. Two definitely shouldn't have done that for sure. Check that box. Is this a terrible human thing? Is it? She had intentionally or unintentionally saved because she has hobbies that aren't as expensive as golf. Golf is an expensive hobby. I get it. So she has, even after dropping this 5K on this gaming setup, still probably spent less than he has. And if there was a way to lay those out side by side and show him, be like, look, okay, so what you're saying is that if this is an apples to apples thing, you don't get to play golf anymore. Is that is that what you is that what you're saying? This feels like an ask on one thing because it is financial abuse. It is being completely self-absorbed to the point where you can't even see that you have blinders on. You can't even see that you're financially abusing someone. That's a problem, bro. That is a big problem. Let's take it there. Let's take it all the way to Ascon 1 here. The luck and the smarts that this couple has had to be in the financial position that they are in is is huge. They have every box checked for their financial security. This is the fun money. Him trying to control it in any way, shape, or form when this is money that you earned and you agreed to keep these things separate just because he spent all of his is horseshit and is an Ascon 1 offense. Maybe uh, maybe homeboy here needs to be saving up more of his slush fund fund money and rename that fund divorce attorney money because I think he's going to need it. Hey, Dusty Thunder here, and I wanted to thank you so much. I hope you enjoyed that content, and if you did, please make sure to like, subscribe, and most importantly, share. Also, you can find swag and so much more at dusty-thunder.com, and you'll find even more content on all of our platforms. We're on TikTok, YouTube. We now have an official Facebook page that we'll be posting stories to as well. We have podcasts on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and so much more. You can see all of our content platforms on Linktree, which is linked in my bio. Engage with us wherever you're enjoying content and do your best to avoid the astronauts today. Thanks again.